Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, world, and welcome to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. It's just the title of the show. I know. You don't have to leave in the comments. I don't believe in the Dallas Cowboys. That's the name of the show. It's a network. It's the Believe Network. I'm crying out loud. My name is Jeff Cavanaugh from 97.1 The Freak. I'm alongside my co-host. I am a freak. Okay. Yeah, you don't want me to go into details, but yes. I am alongside my co-host, who is not a freak. He is um, he's a man of God. Straight up, run-of-the-mill, everything standard. The great former Cowboy wide receiver, Jesse Holly. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. And we are here to talk Dallas Cowboys at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because Let me say this first. Because... There. I am actually a freak. If you go back to the origin, when you're a receiver at the University of North Carolina, you're considered a freak. So three other receivers that you would see as freak freak. And freak stands for fresh receivers excited smoothly. So So you just added an extra all crowds. Crowds is a C. It's with a K. We do a K. Makes, it makes me uncomfortable when you spell a C word with a K because it makes me do. think no, we do K, K is my least favorite letter. I don't think it's a No, and then the K stands for Keenan. The Keenan Stadium is where you play the football out at Carolina. All right, whatever. Let's go Cowboys football. All right. Cowboys yeah. versus Bucks this week. And, of course, we here at Believe in the Cowboys are brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at betonline.ag. And you'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And you don't have to be like, oh, my God, no. What would I do that? I'm running out of time. No, there's always sports, dude. It's not just football, <laughs> basketball, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf. Um, and they feature live betting, free contests, giveaways all season long. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at betonline.ag. Thanks. Uh, Jesse, are the Cowboys going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? That's why they play football on Sundays? Or Mondays? Yep. Um, I had a feel. See, I had a feeling you would think that Tampa Bay is going to win. Just, I, I had a feeling you might feel that way. Yeah. Some I'm sort of like Tom Brady thing. Like, oh yeah, it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady's offense sucks this year. Sucks. And so has everyone else's offense in the league until they played the Cowboys. Think about it. A lot of teams have gotten right with the Cowboys. We've been the prescription for a lot of bad football teams. Teams come in here who can't get the running game going, who can't pass the ball, who can't do this, who can't do this. Quarterbacks suck, two quarterbacks, and all of a sudden, we allow them to make a damn game out of it. So, yeah. So, forgive me if I a little bit of skepticism that the seven-time Super Bowl-winning championship GOAT quarterback is coming to town, who's already beaten us one time this year, by the way, Leonard Ford rushed for 127 yards that first game of the season. He hasn't sniffed 80 yards since then. So, I mean, there are certain things when it looks like when it comes to the Cowboys that teams all of a sudden, when they can't do things and they can't find their mojo and they can't find their whatever, their magic, yeah. they see that they see the starting side of the helmet for the Dallas Cowboys and voila, stuff magically and it happens to work for them. Yeah, teams magically managed to go five and twelve against the Cowboys. Teams went nine and eight against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I I know that part of this is me trying to talk myself into it, but I also like 
I just, I'm not going to allow myself to build up Tampa Bay to be some sort of monster when I'm just looking at their season as a whole. And they were one of the worst offenses in football. Mm-hmm. And their last four weeks, they lost to the Falcons and they benched their starters, but they were losing when they benched them. They scored 19 against Arizona. They got smoked by Cincinnati. They got smoked, 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 smoked by the 49ers. They scored 17 against the Saints, 17 against the Browns, 21 against the Seattle. This isn't even a good football team. So, really, what I'm setting myself up for is. And they only scored 19 against. Say, us, right? Huh? Was it was it nineteen? Yeah. Against the Cowboys. Yeah. 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 Well, the Cowboys average not thirty five anymore because they just scored six or whatever. So now it's probably like thirty one. The Cowboys average about thirty one since Dak got back, and Tampa can't score points. I'm just telling you that I am setting my expectation that the Cowboys won twelve games. Tampa won eight. Tampa's offense is crap, and the Cowboys' offense is good. You're supposed to beat them. And you should expect that the Cowboys are going to beat them. And if the Cowboys don't beat them, you should be disappointed because Tampa Bay is not a good football team. And I will not allow people to build them up to be a good football team because they're not a good football team. They're healthier than they've been most of the year. Maybe they're better than an eight and nine team, but they are a team that couldn't score on anybody this year. They scored 30 points. Let me see against the chiefs. That's one. And against the Panthers, that's two. This team is not good, and I'm not going to build them up to be good. Tom Brady is not good. He's old. I wouldn't, about 50. I wouldn't take that part. Um, I, I agree with you. Th- this team is not an overall good team. Tampa Bay Buccaneers I'm talking about. It's not, not a good football team. They've had their struggles all year long. There's been, you know, of course, Tom and his divorce situation, and now he's being sued over that whole that was that NFT stuff. That All that stuff is happening with him, so I – Crypto people are weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't understand it, so I don't judge them. But go ahead and just give your money to the universe, and hopefully it comes back. And some sort of government doesn't kind of back it at all. But whatever. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> How about it? Um, but yeah, but the the fact of the matter remains this: in the last, oof, I think, five games, the Cowboys. Why, why are you saying the Tampa Bay can't score? And the Cowboys scored thirty points a game. The Cowboys' defense has been giving up almost 29 points a game. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of this thing, and they're very similar with the, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have had this rotation of offensive linemen, can't get right on offensive linemen, dealt with a lot of injuries offensively, and they're trying to find their way. But I just I, – I personally just I, – I can't remove myself from the thought process of – and I've said this, I've tweeted this, I've done this on all the shows that I do, I've said it in the barbershop, I've said it everywhere. One game scenario, a one game scenario where, and I, we always say Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, uh, one game scenario, I just, I don't like it. I, I don't like it. Playoffs, uh, this defense is a defense who said to you at, at the beginning of the year, we knew exactly what they were going to run. They said, we knew what the Cowboys were going to run. They, they're, they're simplistic in their approach. They, kind of are almost predictable and what they do and we understood it and we knew it and they run a defense and probably run it the best uh probably the best team that run this type of defense in the league that tampa two that you know at times he has to throw the ball into coverage with a lot of men dropping that at times confuses him and if they have any pressure up front you know with vita bay and akeem hicks and uh john What's his name? Troy. Oh, Joe Sue. Tryon. 
Dry Tryon. I forgot the I forgot yeah. the hyphenated part, but Joe uh, Joe Tryon. Joe Tryon Sukia. Um, I mean, they, they, they there's some there's some real good football players, and it should be a real good football game. But I just it worries me. It does, and I do think the Cowboys are the better football team. But it worries me mm-hmm. that in a one game situation on the road, which the Cowboys have not been good on the road in the playoffs. Um, it worries me a little bit. It does. It, it, it does. It has me a little cause for pause. There's yeah. The things that I think are worrisome is that like over the last few weeks, you look at once you lost Biotish on top of not having Terrence Steele. I mean, they can't run block to save their lives. You're going to get Biotish back, and I actually kind of wonder what the offensive line is going to look like. I like my gut is they're going to be sending Jason Peters to the bench. They should They'll put McGovern back at guard. They'll put. Tyler Smith back at left tackle and they'll play Tyron slash Jason Peters at right tackle, I guess. And hopefully that can kind of get them back on track running the ball because I remember the Super Bowl Tampa Bay Buccaneers and like you couldn't run on their front four. They would just have four dudes that would stop everything. This year they give up four and a half yards per carry. Uh, They get 3.4 yards per carry, but it's like, I just, I guess I look at the last few weeks of, cowboy football and it's like man you're putting a lot of faith into the fact that getting tyler biotish back is going to rediscover your run game and that i am putting faith in the fact that the cowboys are one of the best offenses in football and so i'm gonna take my 17 game sample size over my last week sample size and say okay you have a very good offense but i don't know like the cowboys are just a weird team the cowboys are a really weird team because they're one of the best offenses in football and they're doing it with an average O-line, one wide receiver, and one of the running backs isn't very good that gets half the carries. And so it's all like, I believe that you are the total of your work. And the total of their work says this is one of the best offenses in football, but it's real weird to wrap your head around the, but how? (laughs) The pieces don't add up to that. And yet they score all these points. So, yeah, my, my predictions on this game, I have like 11 different predictions, which just goes to show us that um, that we have no idea. I want to throw a couple of things at you and just get your reaction to it. Because this is one of the things I said on the radio today on 97.1 The Freak. Because now that we've played a full 17, we have year-end stats. And some of these are nerd stats. But a lot of it confirms something we already knew. The next-gen stats for wide receivers, Noah Brown and Michael Gallup are two of the absolute worst in the in the entire league. It's getting separation and yards after catch. CeeDee Lamb is one of the best at both. Um, if you're going to lose to Tampa, I have demands for the Cowboys. My demands are CeeDee Lamb gets double-digit targets no matter what. Tony Pollard gets considerably more touches than Zeke no matter what. And if you don't do those things then you're not even trying your hardest to win at football, and I don't know what we're doing. So those are my first two demands, is throw to the dude that gets open, despite the fact that he's the only guy people care about, and hand it to the dude who runs it better. Are these are these easy enough demands? 100%, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. My, my stance on this game when it comes to the running game, Cowboys don't win this football game if your running backs are your running backs. Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, however you want to combine. If, if, if you don't dominate in the running game, you won't win this football game. Yeah, I do think Tampa Bay is – I mean, the weird part is that they're kind of susceptible 
on both parts of defense, but they were okay this year, but they're a better pass defense than they are a run defense. And so if you are not able to run it and they're able to play you to pass, and that's the better part of their defense, it does go to why I think that a lot of people can look at this game and say, I think Tampa's going to win because matchup wise, it demands that you be able to run the football because it's what they're not as good at. It demands that you be able to do that. And for a few weeks now, you've been watching an offensive line that can't block for that and dudes who can't get going. So uh, you are banking on the fact that the Cowboys running game of the last two or three weeks is not what the Cowboys running game is going to be once you get McGovern out of center and back to guard and you get Tyler Biotish back in there. Do you buy the idea that the Cowboys will be able to run the football on them? They have to, and they have to get creative in the way they run the football. Like running at Vita Vega might not be the best recipe. It just isn't. But let's get, let's get guys on edges. Let's get guys pulling. That's when you were at your best. When you when you pull Ty, Tyler Smith, when you pull guys like Zach Martin, and you allow those guys to get out on those cornerbacks and make those guys be a part of the run game, they don't want to. And you're actually better that way. But when you line up on first down and run the ball in the A-gaps, and they're waiting for you right then and there, and now you find yourself in second at nine or second at ten, and then you try to run it again, and now you're in eight. That just does not lend for you to have a ton of success, especially when you're now looking at really one receiver, the only one getting open. And instead of you running yards to get open at the at first down, you run for a vertical. So it's like, you know, th there are things that you can do that can keep you ahead of the sticks. You cannot fall behind the sticks against this defense because one of the things that they're going to do is they're going to sing guys like. That's what they're going to do. Todd Bowles is going to blitz you. He's going, he's going to line up, and he, he's going to bring a safety. He's going to bring a linebacker. And, you know, Levante David and Devin White, those two dudes are football-playing dudes. They run sideline to sideline, and if you can't get blocks, if you can't get those men, those combo blocks to the second level, which they struggle with the last couple of weeks, when you run a run right at them and get guys on the edges, because those guys, I'm not saying that they're Michael. Parsons fast, but they ain't too far behind Michael Parsons type fast. They run to the football. So if you can't Look, establish that, then you're going to have a long day trying to win this football. And I do think, to me, one of the biggest things when you're trying to run the football against Tampa Bay is I remember watching Tampa Bay against San Francisco and San Francisco ran it like 35 or 40 times. They only threw it 20 times and they still put up 35 points because Tampa has one of the strangest players in the NFL because the year they won the Super Bowl, the world or the media world pretended that like Devin White was the best linebacker on their team. And he never was Levante David is he's an all around stud. Like Devin White will sack your quarterback. And if you're trying to run away from Devin White, he will hurt you. But the reason San Francisco got eight and a half a pop out of Christian McCaffrey and over five yards carry out of every running back is make them think and play football, not run and hit. I, I think you just have to, you have to do, you have to have your creative ways of running it with misdirection and take advantage of like Micah Parsons. People will run at him. They'll try to screen behind him. They try to like, I want to take a guy that on your team can be a superstar. And this is very Devin White specific can be a superstar. If you let him be a blitzer and you let him just run sideline to sideline. But if I make you process, play, and mess with your keys and do all these different things, Devin White was the worst player on their defense against San Francisco. 
And so that's one of my things with football is I demand that you also steal from people when things work. We agree. We both agree on be a thief. Be a thief about Kyle Shanahan, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't. Yeah. More. Like, 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 come on. That's not, that's not a fair comparison to say, hey, do what that guy do. When all you have to do is turn on your all 22 film and steal whatever he does. Like, literally just steal it. In fact, you can steal it so bad, you can call the exact same thing that he calls it. <laughs> I Dude, they're, play, they're one play that they did it. And when I see people do it, I'm like, yes, everyone should steal the good plays. Because I watched it, I think it was San Francisco, where they the went double screen, screen, break screen, screen, middle screen to the tight end. And it was yes. right down the seam, nobody home. And then I watched, I forgot what college bowl game it was, and they ran the same play. And I was like, yes, steal the good plays. <laughs> steal them all. <laughs> they work. Run the good stuff. I, um, I know. It's simple. It's simple. Just steal. Like, you could run an entire offense off stolen goods. You should. And, I would like, you could just run 30 plays total, and you just name them after the team you took them from. That's how you identify them. You're like, run the Philadelphia play. All right, San Francisco. <laughs> run worry. the San like, Francisco I would, tight end screen. I am not good enough or smart enough, and I haven't actually been in in the game and long enough that I would have zero chance as an offensive coordinator unless I could just hit play. And I'm like, look, guys, I don't know what we call that blocking scheme. I don't know if this is what y'all going to do. And then I'm going to give you the next play, and then that's what y'all going to do. And I'll let you know when to run which one. But the great thing is, is that when you steal the play, you can, you can call it whatever it is you want to call it. So, like, take it into your office, get with your O-line coach, like, hey, what is this blocking scheme right here? Oh, yeah, we call that, you know, dual, and we're going to slide the per- – cool. Okay. Great. Formulate that to, to, to this call because that's what we're going to call it. Yeah. We're going to call this one the, the screen screen. Ha-ha! <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a fun play. And so, the funny part about it, like, in NFL offices, you have some plays like that. Like, you have plays that would be like – like, we had a play that called something like – but it was called Dickham. And it was literally a double move. Yeah, it was called Dickum. Yeah, like here's what we're doing, Dickum. All right, cool. Well, yeah, there's go. a lot of cross references in football. Like it was the first thing I learned, and I think it was in high school when we started calling it. No, it was middle school on a punt return, and this is wouldn't be allowed anymore because this is definitely not politically correct. But like I was the punt returner in middle school, and it was Don't like, look, a, if you can't get, get to the ball, you. He said, Don't "You scream, Peter. You scream, okay. Peter." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. And he's like, because you don't want to touch a Peter. <laughs> well, you know, uh, but, but at the time you're like, okay, yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah, I understand. Which, by the way, Peter, Peter, Peter is still you. Peter, 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 poison, poison, poison is still used in the NFL today. <laughs> still used. It's still used Which today. is fine because the word, it, get, it got grandfathered because it was already there. And now you just say, well, it's just a word we say. We right. don't have to give you an explanation. It's just the word that gets people's attention. I don't know what you're talking about. Um. Shout out to all people. I just want y'all to know that. Okay. Biggest thing uh, that we're talking about Peters, right? Go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. The biggest thing (laughs) that uh, worries me about this game. And Jesse, you can tell me about defensive coordinators because that's another job I'm not smart enough to do. Like I'll pick apart defensive coordinators and tell you why they're stupid, but I'm not smart enough to tell you how to do things better. Uh, Biggest worry is that an offense that hasn't been good this year can still look up and go, that's cool, one of your guys can't cover, and I'm going to kill him. Um, 
if the Cowboys don't find a way, first of all, we don't even know who it's going to be out there. It seems like based on some media stuff, maybe Xavier Rhodes is going to get a shot at this thing straight off the couch. Like, all right, you're the new corner. If Dan Quinn can't figure a way to protect that dude, is that his fault? Or do you just go, you got a dude that can't do the job? See, in the playoffs, it's it's at all costs. So, like, if I literally have to walk another dude over the top of the safety and just be like, listen, here's what it is. Like, our our job is to advance and move on. Like, that's it. Win and advance and move on. So, I don't care if you know that I'm going to double. Whoever is, whoever is over here, you just know you're getting over the top help. You know? But it, it's not the – like, here's the thing that worries me. But to your point, yes. And if Dan Quinn can't figure that out, yes. Because this is what you're paid to do. You're paid to figure it out. That's why they pay you. That's why they gave you and keep you so you don't go be a head coach somewhere else. You are paid to figure it out in a one Because this is a one game. I don't care how it looks. They can say whatever they want about, oh, y'all was scared. Yes, we were. We were terrified of playing the left quarterback spot. So we parked Malik Hooker. We parked uh, uh Jaron Cursor, we parked Donovan Wilson literally over the top or wherever that quarterback was lined up. Yes, we were afraid, but we were afraid and we won. You go home on the couch, we'll proceed and we'll figure it out next week. That is what you're paid to do. So for Dan Quinn, he has to figure it out by hook or by crook, by Peter or by Weeder. I don't <laughs> care. A uh, final thing about this game is the one reason that the Cowboys defense over the course of the season is still considered, uh, depending on how you rank defenses, but top five, top eight. Uh, it hadn't been as good the last few weeks, but they did the impossible, which is lead the league in turnovers forced two years in a row. That just doesn't happen. There's just a there's a level of variance and luck to a quarterback making a stupid throw and being able to knock a ball out and not being able to knock a ball out. And like you can't take that away from the Cowboys' defense that they did that. But also, you're going to go in here and go, okay, my strength is I can take this ball away. And man, Tom Brady is so dink and dunk careful, and when he takes his shots, he's not usually risking it a ton. Although he has thrown some bad picks. He is semi-washed, but nine picks over the course of a season isn't very many. And I just I wonder, are the Cowboys going to be able to turn the Bucks over? And they need to. I think the only way that you do that if those turnovers come from sack fumbles. I think that that's the only way. You better do that quickly. So we're talking to Micah. <laughs> right. Um, because even Byron Leftwich came out and said talked about it. He said, listen, when you turn on the film, number eleven shows up every which way. He's dangerous. He's He's fearful. We understand that we, we will know where he's at. He kicked the ever-living bleep bird out of our left tackle the first time that we played them. We know that. We understand that. We get that. They're going to add some people over there to him. But for Tom Brady, he's going to take a lot of those. And what, the way Dan Quinn plays that cover three defense a lot of times, so those guys are off coverage. So you think about the Godwin screens, you think about the smoke screen, you think about the hitches, you think about Rudolph's of the worlds, the 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 breaks of the worlds. Like a lot of stuff is going to go underneath until he finds that matchup. And just like he did before, it's it's it doesn't come from the Godwin or the Mike Evans. No. It's when you line up the old man Julio Jones and you run him in sort of a situation where now 
he's outside and you run him and Mike Evans up the scene vertically and do something like that. And now that's if they have to make a decision with the Ron plan and whoever that left quarterback is. So that, that's the part that worries me. Um, but in those moments when they decide to take a shot, Michael Parsons gets home. I don't think Tom, again, it's a playoffs. It's a different, it's a different level. I think he locks in even more. So I don't see him being careless with the football. So if it comes, it's going to have to be coming, you know, stripping a guy or sacking a guy, knocking the ball out, knocking the ball out of a running back, Leonard Fournette or one of those guys. Um, I don't see the interceptions coming like that from Tom Brady. 23-20 Cowboys. You know, I would be lying to you if I didn't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to win this football game. And I want the Cowboys to win. I do. I want to be wrong in this prediction, but I, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't get off the fact that like he's still, still a one game situational playoff situation on the road at home for Tampa Bay. I, I got a 21 17. Oh, what a jerk. All right, Jesse. Well, even with that, I still hope you have a great day. I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong. Please I want to be wrong. right, and I fear I'm wrong. I think I'm just speaking out of optimism, but don't worry about that. Yeah. All right, everybody, believe in the Cowboys or don't, but the name of the show is Believe in the Cowboys. Uh, remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everyone. We love you. Bye. Eliminate the contingencies. And Tom Brady, please. Yeah, Tom, screw it up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.